0: what is going on everyone welcome back to another episode of the wizards of gallery place podcast part of the demo back on the show and today we're
1: continuing our wizard season review um but we're today we're actually kind of going to dive more into off-season needs and that type of thing so we're going to cover free agents that we'd like to see uh on the wizards and then we're also going to go over our in-house free agents um guys that aren't guaranteed on the books next year and then to round things off at the end, we're going to kind of give way too early predictions on um, a realistic starting five. But um, <clears throat> let's go ahead and start off first with our in-house free agents. And I believe that you have this pulled up, correct?
2: Yes, indeed. Yes, All right. Indeed.
1: Go ahead, and name. I know we got Lopez, Neto-ish. Yep. Uh, who else we got?
2: Alex Lin. You got uh, Isaac Banga. Garrison Matthews and then uh, Cassius Winston. You know that's a that's an elite group right there.
1: I think so. Since Garrison, this is his second year. I don't know if it's different since it's his second and not his first year being on that two way. I don't know. Does he get a qualifying offer? Is he a restricted free agent? I don't know how that works. I don't
2: know how that works either. Um,
1: I think he will be.
2: So. Yeah,
1: because this is the last year that. This was the last year they can keep him on a two way. Now they either have to just let him go or they have to bring him back bring him on back, yeah. some on sort of guaranteed deal. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. And I wouldn't be opposed to it. I mean, he has a skill set that is very important in today's modern NBA. So out to um, Brooks. But it's the, the thing with him is just the defense. Like we already got so many liabilities on that side of the ball. Can you afford to pay another one guaranteed money? Uh, I'm not sure. Right. Um, you know what, though? He at
1: least hustles. And sometimes I think that, like, that and the effort can kind of mask any defensive liability that you may bring to the table, even. You know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. As long as he's smart with his filing, that's the thing. It can't be. You know, he hustles so hard that, you know, he's fouling all over the place. Like, he has to be in control of himself a little bit and make sure he doesn't get into foul trouble. So, right.
1: Um, Cassius Winston, I think they'll bring back for another year on the two-way just because he's really cool with Beal. I I don't think that there's too much more to read into that. I just
2: think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I can see that.
1: Um, let's get into the bigger fish here. So, kind of the 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 bigger three here. So, I think you and I both agree. I mean, he could always come back, but if you were to give you the choice between Lopez and Len to bring back on like a veteran deal or something like that, I would bring back Lopez. I'm I'm sure you'd probably feel the same way with that. Although I'd understand yeah. if they wanted to bring back Len. Um, but let's get into the the sort of big three here. We got Ish Neto and lopez let's start off with the the guy who got paid 7.3 million so i think we can all agree that he wasn't worth that money however we see why they paid him that because there are some games where he can give you like 16 points in one half just off hook shot so
2: right (laughs) um but
1: i mean what what was your thoughts on just kind of lopez's season overall i know that you had noticed um sort of early to midway through the season that his defensive impact was actually pretty solid at the rim. So, um, I mean, just, just give me your review on Lopez.
2: Yeah. I mean, I gotta say that, you know, they, when they first signed him, I remember Tommy mentioning some, some advanced analytic numbers on his, uh, his shot contests at the rim. And it was just like, you know, I kind of, I remember kind of rolling my eyes, like, give me a break. Like the dude has like a two inch vertical, but, uh, yeah i mean it it kind of panned out like you know the, the you know he played some really solid defense down the down the stretch, and he was part of the reason why they went seventeen and six um beyond his hook shot on the offensive end, but yeah, his defense was really solid um during that run, Of course, he's not worth the full mid level exception, you know, but yeah, if they can bring him back on a vet minimum, I think that would be solid i mean, you don't need. You don't need a third big when you got Bryant coming back and you have Gafford kind of elevating his role as a potential starter or, you know, first guy off bench if you're starting Bryant. Um, so, yeah, if, if he's willing to come back on the vet minimum, I say bring him back. But, uh, you know, if he wants another mid, full mid-level exception, then he can kick rocks. Right, right. So you and I have the exact
1: same stance on that. So if he wants to come back and be the third center – maybe sneak some minutes sometimes if Gafford or Brian isn't getting it done. Um, I'm cool with that, and I think that that is what I would do. So, yeah, my um, what I would do with him would just be to bring him back on a vet min, and I would go ahead and lock that in because I don't think that when you consider what Tommy has said um, about Thomas Bryant, he's going to be the starter next year. Gafford isn't going to start. That's just the realism of the situation. Um, And then also he just traded for Gafford and Gafford is pretty damn good for the most part. So those are the two main guys that are going to play. So you're not going to be able to bring in a third center and have it be worth the 7.3 or anywhere close to there. So if he wants to come back at a vet man, I like that. And he's really good for the locker room as well. And he's a funny
0: guy. He's weird, but he's funny.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: All right. Um, Ishmael. So at the beginning of the year, um, with Ish and and Russ specifically, I think that, and it's not really any fault of Ish, but when you bring in a point guard that has such a high usage rate and doesn't really move the ball a whole lot, Ish's game is going to be kind of minimized. Uh, thank God towards the end of the season. And he did this mid-season, which honestly I thought was incredible because it showed that he was willing to adjust to the personnel that he had. And he was like, well, crap, if I'm not going to have the ball, then I need to uh, try and get better at my shooting.
2: And oh, yeah. I thought
1: that that yeah. new set shot that he had, um, you know, it wasn't the best in the world, obviously, but it w- it still looked pretty solid for the most part. Um, yeah. And he's just a steady guy. You know, he's been around the league. Um I like him. I would like to upgrade, if possible, uh, at the backup point. Like you were saying, before we get on here, if we can get someone a little bit bigger um, with that can have some shot creation ability and all that, and maybe a little bit more defensive ability, I think that's the direction I would go in. But if push came to shove and they had to bring him back on a vet man, I wouldn't hate it. Um, but for me, I would... In a perfect world, I would move on
2: from him. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, cause I think, like I know when they brought him brought him here, you know, the idea was to kind of keep that same pace with Wall. Like, so when <laughs> Wall set, you bring in Ish, and you're still able to keep that running gun, fast paced offense going. Um, right. You swap Wall for Russ, obviously. Similar kind of pace. We were number one in pace this year. So you you kind of have that same thing with Ish. He gets in the game and the pace doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Um, But the only thing is because you didn't have a suitable small forward to play down the stretch, it kind of forced you into these three-guard lineups. And Ish is just not a guard that's to be optimized in a three-guard lineup, like at all. <laughs> like cause he's small – and then he needs the ball to kind of maximize him because he's like a, a true floor general. Like, he probes the defense, kind of gets into the T for the D and finds guys, no-look passes, bounce passes, open shooters. So if you're just going to play him at the third guard and camp him in the corner and have him catch and shoot, that that's not really – he's not su- suitable for that. So – um yeah I would say in a in a in a traditional sense i I wouldn't mind having him back if we're addressing the small four spot and he ha- he doesn't have to play that third guard role, but right. I, I, part of me is kind of just like you know, I think we need to get bigger uh and more athletic at that spot um and somebody preferably that can shoot it um, right so that that's the, but it's like how many of those guys are available out here um that's the thing. So right. you might just kind of be left with what you have and make, making the best of what's available. So uh, we'll see.
1: Well, and let me go back to, to what I said, concluding about Ishtar real quick, because that was as a backup point guard. Like, I'd be fine with it, but if we can upgrade, I'd rather do that. We, I didn't even really mention the possibility of him just coming back as a third point guard on the vet men. Now, if he wanted to do that, I would go ahead and lock that in. I would have no problem doing that. Again, even as a backup, it it wouldn't bother me. I like Ish. I think I like Ish Smith more than a lot of the fan base because I see a lot of negative tweets about him on the timeline all the time. And I'm just – I like Ish. Being a former point guard myself, I understand his thought process a lot of the time. So um, I I like Ish's game.
2: Yeah, he has a really good assist-to-turnover ratio, always has. Like, he's a true point guard. I think this year more than last year, though, he kind of got a little shot-happy. And maybe that was because the role his role changed and he didn't have the ball as much having to play that third guard off of Russ Um, and then Neto too. So uh, maybe that was a function of it. But I think in his true element, if he's asked to be like a true floor general, bring the ball up, find open shooters, I think he does that really, really well. Uh, Mm -hmm. So yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to it. But like I said, if we could get bigger more athletic, a little better defensively and shooting-wise at that spot, then you got to do it. Right. Right. All right. Um, You and
1: I have been on the same page so far. Neto, we may disagree a little bit. So let's see. (laughs) Um, I'll let you go first. What do you think about Neto?
2: I like Neto. I always say, man, if he was just like five inches taller, man, you know he would be like he might be like a fringe all star if he was a little he was like five six inches taller man mm-hmm. um you know, I love his his grit and his 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 uh yeah, i mean his feistiness man he's like a little pest, but you know it's yeah. kind of a physics thing, man. he can only do but so much you know you gotta you're asking him to be an above average three point shooter and guard, you know small forwards and wings on the on the post and high post and it's just like come on man like you know that's not his element but then i don't know that he's really a true point guard either because i don't really think he has that kind of break you down find open shooter type game like like ish smith does right uh, i think he's more of like a combo guard kind of like a i don't want to say poor man's kirk heinrich but like a smaller version of that. Like he kind of, he can get into the teeth of the defense to score. He can make the right kind of hockey assist, but he's not a guy that breaks you down in a half court and finds guys and like this elite playmaker. Um mm-hmm. I, I think if you have him, see, I don't know that because he's so small. I don't even know that he's really a suitable third guard. Um, uh, You know, but if if he had to be if he was our backup point guard, I wouldn't be mad at that either. Um, it's just I think he might have priced himself out of what we could afford, which would be a vet minimum. So he might not be back.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I think that's gonna be the most interesting guy of all of the um uh All of our in-house free agents, anyway. I think he'll be the most interesting to look out for because I think he's definitely earned himself into um, somewhat a decent chunk of change. I'm not saying he's going to get paid MLE money. I mean, maybe a small market team will give him that if he's really uh, insistent on chasing a bag somewhere. But um, in a large market team, I still think that he's worth no more than three, four million. And um, I think when you keep guys in-house, you typically have to pay a little bit more to do that. And again, like you said, I don't know if we can afford to do that. If he wanted to come back on board and um, be kind of like our third string, either point guard or shooting guard, I'm fine with that. But again, I think you need to get a little bit bigger at the wing position as well. Like, I would rather sign Alec Burks for the MLE than bring Neto
2: back, making like five mil. So, Oh my God, Alec Burks would be a home run. Yeah, I, I want to mm-hmm. get
1: bigger at the position, too. Although, I, I would like to give Neto a ton of credit because I think that he was a huge influence on how we kind of defined our team going down the stretch, even though he was in and out of the lineup with injuries. But I thought especially um, early on and in the middle of the season, he really was sort of an enforcer for us. So I have nothing bad uh, to say about whole Neto. I definitely enjoyed his time on the roster if this was the last season that – um he'll get to be with us but uh yeah. you know
2: we'll see for sure i mean I, I hope just in general with this off season you know guys are in proper roles mm-hmm. um, you know where we're not playing six-one, six foot guards at small forward and you know we just power forwards playing small forward and i i, I think we can do ourselves a a lot of service just by a lot of, yeah, a lot of justice by just playing guys at their proper positions. Um, So we'll, we'll see.
1: And I only mentioned third string so much and how you just kind of talked about it, like getting guys in proper roles. You also need to plan for injury as well. And especially when you talk about Russ going into next year and even Beale to an extent, you know, they're going to have um, days where they take off and, and they rest and whatnot. So you need to have other guys that are going to be able to step up. And I think it would be nice to keep some of these guys that helped define this culture this past year, uh, keep them in house, mm-hmm. even if they don't play a whole lot. I mean, we even saw Neto um, didn't really play a whole lot towards the end of last year until the postseason, really. And even in the postseason, then he didn't even really play a whole lot. Like he started, but that was pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I just hope that they. Don't bring Cassius Winston as the third string point guard and like bring in some second round pick as your backup two guard and then with veterans in between and then you're like, yep, we're fine there because they can't have that mentality, because you have to consider Murphy's law. What can go wrong will go wrong. So I just cool. hope that they they plan for that um this offseason as well. All right. Um I think that just about covers all of our free agents, correct? Or are we forgetting one? Uh, Bonga, if you want <laughs> No, we don't need to talk about Bonga. I'll, I'll, say, I'll say this about Bonga. I'll say this about Bonga. If he had to come back as our third small forward, I'm okay with that, but that is the absolute maximum role I would give him. If it's going to be anything um, like more than that and if he's going to want to make anything more than a minimum salary deal he can go somewhere else yeah
2: I'm he's a nice kid
1: a, he's yeah. a sweetheart but he, he's not he doesn't belong
2: in a 10 in a man rotation on a playoff team yeah neither one of us are, are fans of him um, and I think you already have your third string small forward and that's probably going to be Chandler Hutchinson so
1: uh, oh, I think um, I'd rather have Bonga
2: Actually, you know what? No, no, I I take that that back because
1: because Hutch has has some meat on his bones and he has some elite athleticism. At least that Mm -hmm. can translate in the open floor.
2: Yeah, his Hutchison athleticism pops when he's on the court. But now, if we could
1: take Bonga's skill and Hutchison's frame and athleticism and put that together, I think you'd have a decent third small forward.
2: Yeah, yeah, but I, I... I guess if I'm looking at it next year who I who I'm betting on to shoot the ball better, I'm going with Hutchison. Um yeah, I am just going with Hutchison. Like I just think Bonga's jump shot is just shot.
1: Also, this being said like if you could try and put Hutchison as a part of some like think of, would you rather have um Bonga at around 1 million or Hutchison at 4 and you could save a few million by um ooh what your role
2: or... is going to be yeah, I would rather have Bonga at one mil for sure. Right. So, you know
1: but I understand. I, like I, but if if they were making the same salary, I, I would take Hutchison too. So, yeah, yeah.
0: Um. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. So
1: that covers the in-house candidates. So I think our analysis on these guys. So what do we say? We said Lopez. We would like back at vetmin, Nothing more. Nope. Um, ish. I'll take back at vetmin, Nothing more. Um, but I would like to add that I would. Probably prefer to upgrade at the backup point if you wanted to come back as a third point guard great i I'll, I'll sign him to the contract today um Neto sort of the same thing um, although I mean if they had to bring him back as the backup too, I wouldn't hate it I guess um, but I would much rather prefer him as like kind of that third string role as well yeah and then um, bonga no thanks, but i, I Going back to that trade by Tommy, I mean, it was a no-brainer at the time because you want to get young talent in-house. So, like, even though these guys like Jerome Robinson, Bongo Wagner, even though they never stuck around, Tommy did the right thing with those deals. So, um, let's see. And then Matthews. Matthews, uh, oh, we didn't even really talk about a a Matthews deal. I'd like to bring Matthews back, but as, like, the third-string two-guard.
0: I don't know if he's ready to be a backup yet.
2: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, the, again, it's the, the defense. I just don't know who he's guarding. Um, so it would be tough. Uh, and then, then too, we don't know if the. I mean, assuming the Wizards are keeping the fifteenth pick, that's kind of the range where you're looking at maybe point guards, you know, shooting guards. Ooh, Moses. I don't think he dropped that far, but maybe. Uh,
1: Probably not. <laughs>
2: Maybe uh uh, you know uh book night or Can book night shoot shoot well enough. Um, I thought he
1: I thought he wasn't a shooter.
2: You know I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Trey man, you know you got the I O out of Illinois. You got Jaden Springer. So I mean, there's some guys that's that's like bigger guards Uh, that are like six three plus. uh, You know where you know you don't you don't have to have Matthews back, but you just, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll see.
1: Uh, Well, first of all, we better be trading that damn pick as a part of a package to bring someone else in. if we, if we keep the pick, that's going to tell me all I need to know about this off season.
2: Yeah. You know, where I'm at with that. I mean, I've been there with it for a while. Now I I wanted us to trade the, the pick last year, but uh, you know, we're here. So. Well, and even, um, Wizards
1: lead, I think it was, tweeted out, like, if we keep the pick, would you rather go um, best player available or would you rather go for fit? And I said best player available again. And the reason I'm saying that is because they keep the pick and that really tells me that they're not trying to win. And if they're not trying to win, then the roster is going to be blown up. So a year or two from now, would you rather have just taken the best guy available or would you rather have taken a specialist guy for one thing or another? Who may not be a fit for your roster long term. So I would still take BPA, even if it's another non-shooter. That's fine with me. I don't care.
2: But I think that I think there's a middle ground with that, especially when you're drafting outside of the top ten. Like, is like I don't want us taking like say another Troy Brown Jr. Right? And no knock to him, but like he was a guy that was you know he was young, he was basically high school age when we took him. You know, he was a wing player with point guard skills, but he didn't. He was kind of like a jack of all, master of none. But you felt like, okay, if this guy added a jumper, he could be, you know, he could be nice. And you took that on upside over, say, a DiVincenzo, who was the upperclassman out of Villanova proven program. And you knew he was going to be like a three and D guard, you know. The upside was Troy Brown, but the proven skill set commodity was DiVincenzo. Like, I don't think you're, for us, even if it's a blow up going forward, I don't think it would be wrong to take the DiVincenzo over the Troy Brown Jr. because we see now who's the better player. You know what I'm saying? So, right. uh, yeah, it it just depends. It, it, it really depends. Like, if it's an upperclassman there that's got a proven skill set shooting the ball or defending... I'm taking that guy over some raw ass 18 year old that doesn't know how to play basketball yet. Like, right. I,
1: there, it's also like once you, like you were saying, it's like once you get outside the, the top five, maybe like top eight, sometimes top 10, it's like how much better are these guys really over each other at that point? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so I, I agree with that, but still, like, I would not take a guy, like, say, like, we know the Wizards really need shooting. I'm not taking a strict three-point shooter at 15, like, if he literally can't do anything else, just to fit next to Russ and Brad. If if they're keeping the pick, no, I'm not doing that.
2: Like, I see what you're saying. Like, just as an example, like, Cody Kispert, right? If he's there at 15, you know, Corey Kispert, I'm sorry, do you take him or do you take an upside guy in, like, a C-Gun or... Uh, Isaiah Jackson or Zaire Williams. In that case, you know, I'm like, uh, I'm probably going to go upside, you know, but I-, I feel what you're saying, though. You don't want to end up with just like a specialist who only does one thing, and then, you know, once you blow the team up, you kind of stuck with that.
1: Right, because even Wizards fans were debating last year, like, well, we could have taken Aaron e. smith. Now, I've seen enough out of Aaron Eastmith to know that I'd rather have Denny
2: Avdia right now. Oh yeah, for sure. i would definitely rather have Denny over him. Um yeah, for sure. But Sadiq Bey, that might be a different conversation. Cause I think Sadiq Bey can hoop.
1: Um Yeah, no, Sadiq Bey's a baller. But I also try to I, I try to like put it in perspective because he's also on the Pistons and the Pistons literally have nobody. So yeah, I mean true. like if you put if you put Denny on the Pistons, he's probably their main ball handler. Because Killian Hayes was injured, also. Yeah, because
2: Killian was hurt, and then they had yeah. Then once they got rid of D Rose, I mean, it was like nobody they had a really handle right. the ball. So, yeah, that's right. true. That's true. Um, but yeah, I guess it. I guess it depends on the draft that year, and then where you're drafted. Because for me, like the draft pick from like 15 on down through like 25, it's really like the same. Like, and when you go back and look at these drafts five years, ten years from now. It usually end up being who was the best shooter, like who right. ends up shooting the best that comes right. to, that turns out to be the best players from that group. So, you know, I, I would lean on that than than probably anything else. Right. Um. So so
1: let's actually get into these out of house free agents here. Um. I'm gonna leave this up to you because you've probably looked at lists and you have guys in mind and all that. Um. And I'll just kind of chime in if I like or maybe don't like something as much, but. Um, you can go by position. You can go by top guys, just off the top of your head. But I mean, you got it here. Fire away.
2: Yeah. So uh, let's. I mean, I'll, I'll stay with the, the the point guard spot. I mean, given that we know Ish and Neto are are free agents, um, if we were to assume that neither one are back, like, what do we do with that with that spot? Who's our backup point guard behind Russell Westbrook? Um, again, I'm gonna assume that. We don't address it in the draft. Um, because I I just think with Brooks, he doesn't seem to like point guard, like young point guards. So I'm going to assume that they do it via free agency. And I'm just looking at some names here. You got Chris Paul on the player option. Obviously, that's not going to happen. Uh, you got Mike Conley unrestricted. You got Cal Lowry. It's going to be a lot of contenders after him. Um, Gohan Jogic, age 36. You got Dennis Schroeder, who messed up his bag. No, a million. Uh, you got Patty Mills. I like uh, Patty
0: Mills. Too. I like
2: boy, Patty I was, Mills. Too. I don't know what it is, but it just seemed like anytime the Spurs needed a big three-pointer, he was making it. <laughs> yeah, like that Danny um, Green effect. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you got Spencer Demwitty on a player option. Ooh, I, um, I would
1: love to. He's my favorite so far from this list, by the way.
2: You got Dante Exum, who I think is a is a solid defender. Only twenty six, but is he much of a shooter? Nope. So don't fit. Uh, yeah, you got you got Lonzo Ball. He's restricted, but you know it's going to be a lot of teams after him. Um, you got Derrick Rose. I would um, love Derrick Rose. You got. But, um, so,
1: do you know the numbers on? Um, on D. Rose this year defensively because I don't know how he's been on defense because if he's going to, like, come in and be another guy that doesn't really play defense, I'd probably pass. But I don't know what the numbers say on his defense.
2: See yeah, I don't know how real his defensive numbers are going to be because he's playing in that Tibbs system. And, yeah you know, it's, is it really, you know, they kind of, like, they're on a string there. So, yeah I don't know how much he's got a let me see. So his defensive rating with Detroit was a 113. His defensive rating with the Knicks after the trade is a one ten. You mm-hmm. know, so yeah. I think that I think that's more fibs than anything. Um, yeah. but I, I wouldn't bank on a 33 year old Derek Rose being a stopper. Yeah, me neither. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Derek Rose, you got you got Chris Dunn. He's a guard, he can guard. Um big 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 point guard, 6'4", but he don't shoot it. You got Alfred Payton, who I think is like a bigger-ish Smith, but he don't shoot it. Um, You got Frank Nadekina, you know, big guard, can defend, doesn't shoot it. Um, Then you start getting into TJ McConnell. You got Reggie Jackson, who's been looking really good in these playoffs. If we signed him though,
1: wouldn't that be probably more of an MLE guy?
2: He probably would. Yeah. That would be your full MLE for him, for sure. And then no thanks at that point. Yeah. You got uh, Austin Rivers. You want to bring him back?
1: No, because Brooks will ruin him. It doesn't matter. Like, this is the thing. Like, Brooks ruined so many players that, like, and and I said this the last episode, they just go on other teams and they find niches and roles. It's annoying. So no, yeah. no Austin Rivers, sorry though I like Rivers though, I've always liked Austin Rivers You know what, low-key that year I almost wanted us to draft him and pair him with Wall In hindsight, of course you go with Beal But I
2: yeah. really did oh, I like Austin Rivers debates. coming out yeah. yeah, I remember them debates um, You know, because yeah. they were the same high school class If I remember correctly yep. I think Austin Rivers was the number one shooting guard in the class And Beale was the number two And they kind of right. had a little rivalry going on But uh yeah, and I, I'm looking here, I think that's about it. You got Cameron Payne, Jeff T, Tim Frazier. That's I would take Cameron be. Payne in a heartbeat. Yeah, Just he to have he, the pregame. He made himself for some us. money, man. He yeah. done definitely made himself some money. And, and that might be a situation where, you know, he would probably welcome the idea coming here because he has that relationship with Russ. So, um, yeah, really that could cool. be an option too. I, I, how big is Cameron Payne? I feel like is he is he six two six three or how, how big is he? I think he's like six one six two. Let me see. Oh yeah, six one. It looked like yeah, yeah. He's been hooping this year. Oh, I didn't even yeah. know he shot. He shot forty four percent from three this year. Jesus. Shit. On his career, he's a thirty seven percent three point shooter. So he's always been able to shoot it. He just never really got right. a lot of opportunity. Yeah.
1: If he wanted to come here, like, out of all these names on this list, he'd he'd probably be my first. I would rather pay him lower money than pay Dinwiddie that money coming off that injury.
2: So you would pay, if if it's pay campaign just a, a little bit more than you would to bring back Ish or Neto, you would do it? Yeah, for sure. Gotcha. And I think he's still relatively young. Yeah, he's 26, so he'd be his age 27 season. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad at that at all, actually. And he can be part of your culture past Russ. Like once
1: Russ leaves and of course you probably only sign Payne for a year, but like if you if you had to give him like a two or three year deal with like a a player option in there or something, like I he can be a part of what you have going on past Russ.
2: Yeah, so. for sure. For sure. Um but I think that covers it on on the point guard situation. Um how serious
1: are you like so, out of all these backup positions, so let's think about this year with the guys that we still have uh, guaranteed on the roster, we don't need anything in the front court. But in terms of no. like the one through three, which would you prioritize the most in terms of getting a backup? I know that we all want the fancy three um, as the starter,
2: but. Yeah, for sure. You need a starter at three. Um, but as far as backup, I think the backup point guard spot is. Is probably the most important because I agree. You need kind of that off guard that can kind of, kind of calm everything down because we know Russ can have some some instances where he's just kind of erratic, and and that's kind of why I wanted George Hill so bad last you know this past year, possibly making a deal to get him because I felt like he's just a guy that just you know he steadies the ship. He never makes mistakes. All he does is play defense make the right play and make open shots. Right. So uh, I think that type of guard is the type of guard you need next to Russ and Beal to kind of, you know, have that third ball handler that can also guard and can make threes. So like a three okay. and D, you know, yeah. point guard, backup point guard.
1: And think about how important those roles are. Cause think about this for a second. You know how many annoying things that George Hill did to us during that playoff series. Take him mm-hmm. off the Sixers and put him on our team for that entire series, and I guarantee you we don't go out in five games. I guarantee yeah. it.
2: I agree. I totally agree. And they really had two of them because Maxie was killing two. You know, shout but, out shoot, to Tyrese. Uh, Shake Milton too. You got Shake. You got Tyrese Maxie, and George Hill. You know, all capable guards off your bench. So. um yeah. Yeah, you know, the you know, they got the Sixers got a nice little roster over there. It'd be it'd be nice to get one of those type of guards over here. Um, Daryl Morey is a genius. Yeah. He
0: knows yep. what he's doing. Um really so good, man.
1: like what kind of money would you like so say Let's say we land like a veteran minimum point guard. Would you try and spend a little bit of money at the backup too? Or are you content with just Beal and then some, I don't want to say a casual behind him because that's not going to cut it, but like another another kind of lower tier
2: type guy behind Beal. See, I wouldn't put, mm, it depends on who it is. Because like, let's say Alec Burks, I would give Alec Burks the full mid-level exception because I think Alec Burks can play one through three. Right. Um, I think he solves a lot of issues. Shooting, point backup, point guard, backup, shooting guard. He pretty much solves all three of those um, mm-hmm. with one signing. Um, it could even come in as a
1: starting three next year, and I that wouldn't yeah. be the splash that we're all looking for, but I wouldn't be mad at it.
2: Yeah, like he could do, yeah, he could be your starting three, your backup two, or your backup point guard for real. Um I, I could really see that. So it just depends on who it is. Now, would I do that for you know, like uh let's see who, who's on this list? Like a Wesley Matthews, no. Nah. Um, he's, he's, done. he's done. Or or Garrett Temple, no. Like I, no. Um yeah, but yeah like a Alex Burke Alec Burke, somebody that can kind of you know, his game is so versatile. You know, that's the type of player we need guys that are versatile that can shoot. Um, Mm it. And he's about six five. So, yeah, I I will be all over somebody like him. But um, I I just don't know if he will. I don't know if he will want to come here. um, But you never know. You never know. I mean,
1: I guarantee that they pretty much let him look like Kobe at points in the playoffs. I, I bet you he'll try and stay in New York.
2: Yeah, I just just think, you know, because he's looked so good this year, I think he's going to go with whoever pays him the most money. That's true. Cash out while you can. That's what Rosemarie pays. Cash out while your value is high, man. Corey Joseph did that shit, too. Actually, uh, he's going to be 30 next, next year. So, yeah, I could see him. This could be his first real payday, like. Mm-hmm. I could see him going somewhere on a multi-year deal, and I just don't think the Wizards are going to do that on a backup shooting guard. Nah.
1: Um, are there any other wings in free agency um, that you like in terms of um, backups? Because I know that if we, if we get a starting three, it's going to be via trade. We're not going to be able to sign one.
2: So, Yeah, I, I really like Tony Snell, man. I do, too. I, I, you know what? I like Snell for our roster. Perfect fit. Just catch and shoot. I mean, he's a catch and shoot maestro. Um, and he plays good defense. He's six seven, six eight 6'8", wing. Uh, I would like the idea of him, but it would have to be on a, on a vet minimum. Um,
1: and, and this is the thing, too. If you come in with your starting five next year is Russ, Beal, Snell, Rui, and Bryant, you may as well have just started the rebuild
2: already. Yeah, yeah, you can't. Yeah, that's not. They that go cut it, man. <laughs> oh, you may as well just cut. start
1: Denny at that point, to be honest with you, and yeah. just not sign yeah. Snell.
2: So, yeah, yeah, they they have to go get a legitimate starting small forward. I mean, we know we know who the names are that are out there, but yeah, they got to go. They yes. got to go get a starting small forward. Yeah, they just do. I mean, because I, I like the idea of. Denny going to that bench and kind of playing that Joe Ingles role where he's he's the primary ball handler off the bench. Mm -hmm. Um, and He can control the game that way. He had a ball more in his hands because I just don't think I just don't think he's going to be ready to be a catch and shoot three and D wing next year. Like, I just don't. Right. That's just not his game. So, you know. Let him handle the ball, man. Go get a legitimate small forward starter, and then that allows you to put Denny in his proper spot to kind of grow his game more. So
1: for the last segment here before we close on out of here, um, give me your way too early prediction on our starting five for next year, given what Tommy said
0: in his um, exit presser.
2: Wow. Uh, Wow. 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 I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to go part heart part logic here. I'm going to say they somehow find a way to swing a trade for Jeremy Grant. I think that's going to cost them at minimum their 2021 first round pick. I'm just not sure what else exactly. But at minimum, that pick is gonna be gone. I mean, it has um, to be Denny. Yeah. See, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, and then I think at that point, you probably go and use your mid-level exception on a guard mm-hmm. or like a kind of combo guard, like a like a Alec Burks. Um, mm-hmm. And then maybe your vet minimum, you probably use that to bring a Lopez or Alex Lim back. And yeah. that's your roster.
1: <laughs> so starting five wise, um, you would go Russ Beal,
0: Grant, Rui, and Bryant. Right. Okay. Right. Oh. Well, you know, I. Part of me would like to believe that they're going to go and um, make a trade, like a big trade. But here's
1: the thing. Even if they did, I think it'll be one that doesn't make as much sense uh, fit-wise. I think they'll just try to add the talent. So I think that if they were to make a a sort of trade, I honestly think they would get the Rosen over Grant. Wow. Uh, because think about, it too, I mean, if they did assign and trade, how much do you think DeRozan's going to make?
2: I mean, realistically, I think he's going to make at least 20 mil at least. I think Jeremy yeah. Grant is around like 1920. So he's going to make at least that.
1: Right. And see, here's mm-hmm. the thing. So would you rather pay a role player 1920 mil or do you want to give a former all star and who could still very well be an all star like that?
2: Side, that sort of money, even if it's a little bit more expensive. Yeah, but see, I'm not – that's not really my concern when we're talking about the third guy on the team. I'm more worried about your fit than, you know, your past accolades because he's not going to be an all-star for the Wizards because he's not going to have the ball enough. You see what I'm saying? Neither so was like, Otto
1: Porter, but we hated Otto Porter. So uh, that
2: that's what I'm trying to get at. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, it's like what I, we need a guy at that third spot that can make shots – make threes, and can defend.
0: Sounds like Adam Porter.
2: Yeah, but he ain't coming back here. That that, bitch, that bridge is burned, brother. No, I know, but, but my point is, like, so we
1: want that simple guy now, but the matter of the fact is we had that simple guy. And we all bitched about the simple guy because he was getting paid XYZ.
2: Yeah, but I... I mean, we bitched about it because he, you know, he let them hide Isaiah Thomas on him. <laughs> like you really think you think Jeremy Grant will allow that to happen? coming off a of twenty two point per game season uh, in Detroit? yeah, but I mean, if you could get buckets, you could get buckets. Like Otto Porter has gone on now, and I think we kind of know what he was here is is what he is. like i I don't think it was a situation where he was here and kind of limited and then say he went somewhere else. and then he showed this you know, unlock game that he had all the time. You know, I think yeah. if Jeremy Grant is here, I think Jeremy Grant, you're gonna see some of the same things he did in Detroit. He's just not gonna see it as much because he's not gonna have the same usage rate. But you're not yeah. gonna put you're not gonna put a guard on Jeremy Grant or you're not gonna try to hide your worst defender on Jeremy Grant and think you're gonna get away with that. I, I just don't I, I just don't see that happening. He's too damn athletic. He's too big he's too skilled to allow that to happen. Whereas I feel like with Otto Porter, he kind of relegated himself to that catch-and-shoot role, and he didn't really want to do more than that. So, right. you know, it is what it is. But uh, Yeah, I mean, they they gotta... Adjust. My thing is about the fit. Like I I would rather them try to get Tim Hardaway Jr. than go in and get DeRozan. Hmm. Like, they need a guy that can play a little bit of defense and can hit Jump shots, maybe even put it on the floor a little bit, um, but I just don't think DeRozan fits that that profile. I, I just I just find a hard time imagining DeRozan on the floor in a half court with Russell Westbrook and Rui and Gafford. Like where where is the spacing? I just I just don't see it. Yeah,
1: I guess at the end of the day, when I'm trying to figure out how I want to answer this question, is do I believe that that Tommy will will
0: do enough to make a deal for someone.
2: It's got to gamble it, man.
1: (laughs) I'd like to think that, but he's a safe move guy. And maybe you do enough safe
0: moves
1: for it to build up, to make that big splash. So that
2: maybe if it doesn't work out, it doesn't look as bad, but. The thing is this man, like. I just look at all the top GMs, the, the heralded GMs in the league. They don't they don't gain that acclaim by doing safe moves. Really? Like Daryl Morey isn't Daryl Morey because he did a bunch of safe moves on the margins. Like I just you know, I just feel like like this is the biggest offseason of Tommy Shepard's career. And he needs to make something of it. Because mm-hmm. if you don't and you just do a bunch of marginal moves and you're an eighth seed again well, you're probably going to get fired anyway. Right. So you might as well go out trying to make it happen, man. (laughs) Like, you know, you might as well go out trying to make it happen. I'd rather you go – I'd rather he go out saying, hey, I tried, than just sitting on his thumbs and, you know, you don't really make the team better, and then you get fired any damn way. Right. I'm just trying
0: to think because – because Wall would have been a better fit for our team too I think and he still made the trade for Russ. I'll say, but I'll, say yeah, Ru- be, yeah. I'll say Russ Beal, DeRozan, Rui and um Bryant. Russ Beal, DeRozan, Rui, Bryant. Okay.
2: <laughs> Rui going to have to take another leap with that three-point shot and Bradley Beal well, yeah. It's
1: definitely going to be a history drawback because... Rui, and it kind of irritates me because it's like... The the whole situation with Rui is so weird and it's so maddening because we think that Rui can be that third star. My thing is, I don't think that Russ and Beal think that Rui can be that third star. And quite frankly, I don't think they're going to prioritize him like a third star. And neither do I think that for Scott Brooks. So...
2: Yeah, it, it's, at it's, least it's, not right now. At least not now. No, right?
1: which 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 it starts going into like how untouchable can he really be? Then, like, if you're trying to win, like, if you can bring in like even a bigger guy, like using Rui in a trade. Like, I'm just, I'm not saying this would ever happen. I'm just throwing it as like a hypothetical. Like, what if you could work out a sign and trade, and the Clippers would say, "Yeah, we'll work it out since Kawhi wants to go there, but you got to give us Rui."
2: Yeah, Rui, goodbye. Yeah. yeah. I drive Ruiz to the airport, man. (laughs) For Kawhi? Come on, man. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Package bags, all that. Um, Yeah. But I I mean, I I just think, you know, and Chase mentioned this, you know, that maybe the Wizards should need to to shoot a little higher. Maybe instead of a Jeremy Grant, maybe you try to go after, if he is available, All George, or maybe you try to go after Carl Anthony Towns. I can see it. I, I, I can see them trying. I just don't see it as likely. I just don't see it as likely at all. Like, I just think Minnesota, now that they got Anthony Edwards and he looks like he could be an all-star type talent, you got Carl Anthony Towns and his best friend, D'Angelo Russell, they're like thick as thieves. I think they're going to try to see that through. So,
1: final question here to close it out. Would you rather trade Rui in a deal for Paul George or would you rather keep
0: Rui and take either DeRozan or Grant? Ooh, that's tough. You know, based off what I've seen
1: in the postseason, I think I would keep Rui and take one of those two. Also, DeRozan in the playoffs is an absolute killer, by the way, in case Wizards fans forgot.
2: Damn. Hey, man, that's tough. I I, Honestly, I can't answer that question, man. You have to think about it.
0: I'll ask you again next time.
2: Yeah. Damn. And then we're assuming that we keep, so in the Rui deal for Paul George, you keeping Denny? No. So Rui and Denny gone. Right. And you get Paul George. But in the right. Grant deal, you're keeping Rui, Denny's gone, and you got Grant. Same thing in the DeRozan deal. I mean, you're going to have to trade Denny
0: in the DeRozan deal for that sign and trade. Wow. Um.
2: Damn. That's tough, man. Oh man. I uh I gun in my head, I think I'm gonna go Paul George, man. I, I just think Ooh, it's spicy. I, I just think Paul George as a third option or or second option, like where, you know, or 2B, two 2A, two whatever the hell you want to put him at. I just think the pressure is off of him. Like he needs to be in a situation where the pressure is off of him because he clearly cannot handle it. You know. He just clicked. Some guys just not built for it, man. Give that's me. Okay. That's give OK. Me, give me playoff DeRozan Rosen over playoff P.
0: Wow. You sure about that? Because you, yep. you remember what he used to do with the
2: Raptors, right? Who? Uh, DeRozan, Rosen. You, you, you remember how he used to choke with the Raptors, right? I
0: remember how he used to make every single shot against us. Mid range killer, man. Yeah, OG. Yeah. Demar gets those OG buckets. Like De- Demar,
1: like Damar is a hooper.
2: Yeah, he is. He he for sure is. Um, man, that's that's a tough one, man. I I I, I think I still would lean the Paul George deal. Damn, but not having Denny or Rui. yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, man, can we get a new coach with that? Can you guarantee me a new coach? <laughs>
1: I, you know what, for uh, for logistics, I, I can't do that. Um, hey. Yeah, it's not happening. Scott Brooks is going to be back. It's already done. If he was going to be gone, we would have already heard about it. I think.
2: Yeah, man. All right. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I. I. I think I still would go PG. That. That. That's his talent, man. Having him as a two B or three three option. Yeah, yeah I think that's tough, man. That's tough. I, I just it's just scott brooks (laughs) i just like scott brooks uh
1: yeah yeah. dude's a nerd (laughs) all right well i think that's actually um a good place for us to end off today so uh the next time i know we had said i said last
0: time but this time we were probably going to have um a russ and beal episode maybe we'll get that Well, maybe we'll try and get that next time. I know there's a lot of stuff to cover, but
1: um, maybe that's something more to figure out once we know exactly what's going on with Scott Brooks. But we probably won't know about that for um, another couple weeks or so. so um But I'm pretty sure he's going to be back. I mean, gun to my head, and I said this two episodes ago, too. I mean, you said you think he'd be gone. I I think he's going to stay, and I I think at this point it's pretty safe that he's going to stay. I mean, if if they were to not bring him back, like, I would legit be
0: surprised.
2: God damn it. Uh,
0: Why? Theodore, that's why. Why?
2: this?
0: He's good for the locker room.
2: They really, they're really testing my fandom, man. They they're are. Really, I'm really telling trying you, trying to test it. They're really trying to test it, and I don't. They don't have to do this. They don't have to do this. This is not. This is not a pacer situation firing Nate McMillan. This is not that. Like they don't have to do this, man. Right. <laughs> Whatever. <sighs> anyway, now look now I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, um, I've been crying for the last 20 seconds, so. (laughs) All right, but all jokes aside, I wanted to thank you
0: guys for taking the time to listen again, and we'll try and be back with you soon. But we will see you next time.